Hi, and welcome to the August Forum. I'm your host, Andrew, and I'll be sharing the stories of fashion industry professionals, creatives, and entrepreneurs about the journeys and experiences as they advance within this ever-growing industry. The August Forum, as an extension of the shop itself, allows you to have the ability to listen to those in the space. So whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, trying to break into the fashion industry, or just curious about the ins and outs, we hope these stories will help you to achieve your goals. In this episode, I have the privilege of having this conversation with Deontay Johnson, owner of sneaker and streetwear staple Soul Classics, founder of Look Ma No Hands, and co-founder of Canvas Consulting. From playing football at The Ohio State University to writing his own children's book, Deontay is a creative entrepreneur who has established himself as a true professional in the industry. During my conversation with Deontay, we not only touched on the journey and trajectory, but his insight as a leader and mentor in his organizations. We gained his insight in the retail space and how to thrive in a competitive current market. From his anecdotes to his takes and perspectives, this conversation was truly enthralling. I believe you will find it equally engaging. This is The August Forum. Today's episode, I am joined by owner of Soul Classic. Oh, Soul Classics. Jeez. Deontay Johnson. Deontay, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing good, man. Glad to have you on the pod. Right before we started recording, I was just telling Deontay, I'm like, we got Rob, we got Matt, now we got you. Like, it's like a little Midwest trio right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Midwest sticks together for sure. So. <laughs> before we get started, do you want to introduce a little bit of who you are, what you do, not even just Soul Classics, like everything else you do, honestly? For me, that would be fighting off and chewing a lot. Um, I'm Deontay Johnson, I'm owner of Soul Classics. That's what majority of people know me as. I played football at Ohio State, which I'm sure we'll tap into. Very, you know, creative oriented. So we have a branding and consulting firm called Canvas Consulting. Wrote a children's book. Like I tap into a lot of different things at all times. I'm a little chaotic when it comes to to the things that I do. But above all, you know, just husband, father. You know, enjoy doing those things the most. So. Yeah, that's a little bit about me. I'm sure we're going to tap in a little bit more as this interview progresses. <laughs> the first thing I remember is Rob sent me your Instagram. And the first thing I saw is your bio with all the different like <laughs> handles that like all the things that you're kind of tapped into. And it's like, we really let yourself spread out. You know, I think that's like, is that something you agree upon that like you want to dive into more than you kind of let on right away? Yeah, man, like it's crazy because it's a gift and a curse. I'm very hands-on. If I see an issue, I'm going to find a solution for it. So that's how a lot of this stuff starts. But, you know, it's just being passionate about trying new things. Like I, I think that's the, been the biggest blessing in my life is as an adult, I've been able to dabble in the different things and, and we found success, found wins, found, you know, learn from losses and, and continue to just progress forward. So, you know, it definitely is a lot going on right now. Yeah. yeah. If you go by the handles in the bio alone, like it's like eight. <laughs> eight things that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. I was like, well, you go to one and then you like look through that and you're like, oh, shoot, I got to go to another one and go look at that for a little bit too. But we are a fashion and culture podcast, of course. I got to ask you the deep old, the old question of what have you been wearing recently and what have you been listening to recently? Oh, man. So recently, the crazy thing is the Diodor V7000 is one of their runners. So I put them on just to have something to be cozy but i haven't been able to take them off they're they're, <laughs> they're probably one of the most comfortable shoes that i own plus those i recently went over there and got a chance to check out their headquarters and their warehouse where they manufacture a lot of their made in italy product and i will say it was phenomenal it was definitely a game-changing experience but those have been on my feet lately music wise man i'm still stuck on that kindred i know i gotta give that gun a listen i've been hearing great things about it so that's gonna be next up in the rotation 
Yeah, I was gonna say it just came out what maybe a couple days ago only that new Gunna yeah. album. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what was that new song Kendrick and Baby Kim did Hillbillies? That's right. Yeah, yeah, I've been listening Big, to that Kim nonstop. Kim, so you know, I'm a little bit biased on that standpoint. That last project was phenomenal. Everything he does, you know, usually touches gold. So yeah, I mean, you can kind of see his like growth and his progression as like an artist too, from his like earlier works to now who he is now and what he's doing now. He's like, I feel like expanded his creativity and like dive into like you know just expanded on the genre itself honestly which is cool what's wild is he did a meet and greet at the shop like, like yeah right, for, right when uh, section 80 dropped like right before really? thing yeah, yeah yeah so it was like right around that same time window because i have a homie that was doing an event together at the time called animal house who booked him for a show at scully's which is like right down the street from the shop so um, it's just crazy to see the growth because like from that moment it's kind of like you locked in and you saw the journey from then on of course now you can't booking for a meet and greet or a small <laughs> joint but it's just dope to have that connection that's dope that's so sick i mean i think that's what's so cool about what you doing and something we'll talk about is like you'll tap into the community you like are really involved in the community in columbus and you know with all your works like you allow people to kind of have that platform. And, you know, even if it's something crazy like Kendrick even doing a meet and greet to like the next Arab program with Lukman No Hands, like there's so many different things that you do like allow people to have a platform with. But before we get into all that, man, we gotta ask you like, what has been your journey? What have been like, give me a brief overview of like what has taken you all the way to who you are right now. Yeah. So, you know, the crazy thing is I've been involved in fashion in some way, shape or form since like middle school, high school. So it was a mom and pop shop here called Big Daddy's that uh, that's where I got my first job at, you know, sweeping the floors probably wasn't supposed to be working. I probably was there at 14 or something like that. So the owner of it <laughs> was a friend of my father's that, uh, you know, they haven't seen each other in years. And once he found out, he, you know, let me start wiping the windows and stuff like that. So all I really knew was retail. I go and, you know, I played for Whitehall State, thought I was going to play this long 14-year NFL career, <laughs> then come back and eventually own a shoe store. And when I was cut short, like, I came home, you know, trying to figure it out, trying to, you know, I was interviewing places and, and doing all that stuff. And I heard that they were selling Soul Classics. So at the time, you know, I had shopped there while I was in college, so I already knew about it. But when I found out they were selling it, I just decided to jump off the deep end and go after it. So, you know, those guys did a good job. Like they had it for like two and a half years, three years or something like that, you know, kind of setting the grass, the, the ground roots. And this was like 2009, 2010-ish where I kind of took it over and we've been sprinting ever since then. So it's been a journey, man. It's, retail is, uh, you know, you I'm sure everybody attests to it, man. Retail is a, every day you got to wake up ready to to have a full <laughs> boxing match. Uh, you ask somebody how it's going today, it'll be, a, it's incredible. You ask them again tomorrow, it'll be like, this is the worst idea I've ever had. So um, it's, been, it's been a lot of years of that journey, but I wouldn't trade it for anything else. I was going to say 13 years, man. Congratulations, honestly. That is a big feat. It's crazy because it's a theme that I've heard from many other people that I've talked to where it's just like, you know, you are waking up and battling because you don't know what it's going to look like today. You don't know what it's going to look like tomorrow, even like a month from now. But I mean, the one thing I want to ask you about, which is very unique to you, and I know most people when they look you up can like find out about you, is that you did play football at the Ohio State University. Not only did you play just fullback, you captained the team and you brought them to an NCAA appearance, right? Was it when college football playoffs was a thing or was it? Nope, it wasn't playoffs. It was just strictly BCS. So my last game was at LSU lost in the national championship, but you know, we still 
battled the odds and made it there because that year was interesting. We weren't supposed to make it that far. So, you know, testament to those guys and everybody that, that, that said we couldn't. <laughs> what was that like to captain that team? Especially like a team that you said just now was like, it's a bunch of underdogs. No one expected you guys to even be there. Yeah, man. I think my experience at Ohio State is something that you kind of take for granted when you're younger. You don't even realize the lessons that you're learning early out. Like to be able to be selected as a captain, first and foremost, means that you have to trust and respect of your peers and your coaches. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. like and staff and everybody involved. So, you know, a lot of those qualities that I believe that earned me that title are the same things I embody today. Like you brought up community. And we do this thing, you know, we do this without thinking, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not a show or, or for any type of accolades, it's just, mm -hmm. you know, we're embodying who we are. So my goal is to continue to be some type of leader that, you know, hopefully can carve it and open up paths for everybody else, you know, either goes before me or comes after me. But the football thing, man, it was, it was a blessing. Like, you know, being an athlete, when you look at things differently, your work ethic is, is always going to be there. So my mentality was like, okay, well, if I can do that much or endure that much physically, to achieve a goal, why can't I do the same thing in retail? Why can't I do the right. same thing in other areas of life? Like, all right, if I'm first to the gym or last to leave, that's the same mentality that I try to take into every day that I go to work. Yeah. And I was going to say, my question really was going to be like, how do you apply that today? But do you find yourself like as kind of a mentor to the people at the shop? Like, do you try to instill that same mentality that you try to instill to your team basically when you're a captain? Yeah, you try to. What I'm realizing now is at the grand old age of 36, I'll be 37. <laughs> everybody acts like it's old around the shop. But, you know, people have to have their own experiences. And, right. and the best thing you could do as a leader is give them the tools and the resources to make, you know, the decisions that they want to make. I think that when you try to force feed or you try to carve somebody's path for them, they naturally just buck and go against the grain. And the best thing that you could be is a resource. You could be there to allow people to know your journey. When people know your journey and they can gravitate towards it or they can relate to it, they either choose to gravitate towards it or go to run away from it. So that's, I think, my best quality now as a leader compared to, you know, if you'd ask me in my 20s is not trying to force anything. Allow people to, right. to grow and learn and develop and then you be there when they need you. Right, right. So that's kind of like you're just there. Again, how you just said, like, you're there when they need you, basically. And you kind of try from then when they need you, you then become that leader. And then you kind of show them different paths that they can go on. But not only, you know, we kind of talk about at Soul, like, we've been talking a little bit more and touching base on Soul Classics. But again, you talked about how you have Canvas. You also found it on Look Bond No Hands. Like, how do you kind of, like, balance all those things while still being a husband, while still being a father, while still being you know, your son's like football coach. Like, how do you do all that in a day-to-day -day basis? <laughs> well, right now, man, I have to take my hat off to the team because mm -hmm. it's impossible. Like, don't get it twisted. I love everything that I do, but it's impossible to be a hundred percent everywhere. So, you know, some things fall by the wayside, but as a leader, you have to empower people to be able to make decisions on your behalf. Right. And I will say that like, so classes is such a, it's in a place that I wouldn't have imagined 10 years mm -hmm. ago. It doesn't need me as much as it used to. It still does. And I, we're still working on that day to day. However, I don't have to be involved in social media for it to be successful or involved in planning. We just had a whole Juneteenth activation. I just had to show up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And this was probably our heaviest activation lift that we've ever done as far as budget and partners and all that different type of stuff. So, you know, now that we're carving out teams that can handle different things and people are excited and passionate about what they do, it just it, it frees you up to be able to work from a high level and put things in winning position. Right. 
Did you expect that 13 years ago when you first bought Soul Classics that you would be in a position now? I was just trying to survive like that. that (laughs) I mean, you know, that's still to this day the same mentality. But, you know, when I bought the store, it was just something to do. It was cool and sneakers. It kept me from having an interview at Nationwide, but or get a job at Nationwide. No knock to Nationwide, but yeah. No knock. But my perspective is completely different than, you know, it was 10 years ago, 13 years ago. Right. So your team basically has Soul Classics to help you out and kind of support you to be able to look at everything in a more higher level and kind of not reorient your focus to different things, but make sure that you're giving your energy to those other things in your life that need your focus, basically. Yeah. I would say they're not going to go far without a strong team. So it kind right. of constantly empowering them, building those trust levels to where, you know, people understand their role and they value it and they appreciate it or, you know, love it. That's how I'm learning. I'm not going to even act like I haven't mastered. That's what I'm learning is the most important piece. I mean, it's retail at the end of the day. So you got to keep reorienting, keep pivoting. But what is that team structure there looking like? Do you just have certain groups of people focusing on certain things? Or how does that kind of work out for you? So the younger me would have laughed at the older me, but we really are becoming more and more structured. People have titles, people have roles. There's a head in each team because, you know, there has to be somebody who's held accountable. So yes, there's like, you know, everything from product manager to shipping manager, the stock shop manager, we have a lead buyer, like all that different type of stuff, all those things kind of work, you know, together, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. in order to make the, great, the greater picture work. But within those, there are smaller teams and there are people who just contribute in whatever way they can. But for the most part, we have a tier board or hierarchy board or whatever like that, that we actually use and, and have been implementing. Right. And then for you, is it like you were meeting then with those managers to kind of be making sure that everything is kind of running smoothly and kind of making sure that everyone's role is kind of known and established and responsibilities basically like delegated in a way? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We meet as managers regularly and then we, you know, it's structured once a month and then we also have our one offs and stuff like that. But more important, I mean, it's still retail. Like they're still, everybody knows they're, they're <laughs> strike that comes out that we just found out about tomorrow that we got a plan for or right you know, i like to tell everybody that says they want to be an entrepreneur like especially if you want to get in this world everybody was like yo i want to be an entrepreneur because i want to be my own boss and i was like yeah that's cool <laughs> we have like 58 bosses every brand we carry yeah. has, you know what i'm saying so it's like <laughs> yeah, I'm my own boss but i got 58 more bosses like are you sure that's the life that you want but yeah it's structured in that regards like everybody has their tasks and they're checking them off or not checking them off but we got right. things to measure it by Something is so funny, like open up a box and you see a shoe and then you realize that it drops tomorrow and you got to get it ready for release tomorrow. That's always a fun little thing to play around with. (laughs) These moving release dates will kill us all. (laughs) It's like all these release dates, like, man, sometimes our group chat is always like, oh, I thought they released like in two weeks. It's like, no, they released like in two days. It's like you never know when anything releases anymore, honestly. Like I said, you have to follow from all these different brands, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, top of it for everything. And it, 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 there's always going to be room for it to fall between the cracks. But, you know, that's normal in the world that we're in. And that's what makes it so different where it's just a kind of brand store, in, like a flagship store in comparison to an actual retail space. Because, again, you're managing not only 30, 40 different brands, but you're also managing like 30, 40 different relationships. You know, it's like right. you got to make sure that everyone's happy and no one's upset because at the end of the day, you don't want to cut those ties because, you know, that's kind of how you basically make money in a way, you know? Yep, yep, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. I don't even have to reiterate that one. You got <laughs> Yeah, you got 30 people that you're trying to keep happy or 50 people that you're trying to keep happy. And and again, play by their rules. You had to carve out your own space. So 
It's right. very easy to get lost in it. I would mm-hmm. say if you're trying to channel everybody else's identity but your own, right? Very easy to play catch up with that. I think the people who are able to survive long periods of time are those who are able to carve out their own identity, you know, right. above every other brand that they carry. But it's a tough thing to accomplish. My conversation with Deontay was truly an exciting experience and one that I'm grateful we are able to share. What made this interaction so unique was Deontay's engagement as he discusses his journey and perspective of being in the retail space. His answers were true and enthralling. During my interaction with Deontay, we got to learn about his journey as he thought his journey and path would lead him to playing long-term football in the NFL, but due to injuries, he was never able to realize that path. But through there, he had the opportunity to purchase Soul Classics, setting him on the trajectory to establish Soul Classics as a Midwest sneaker staple and the powerhouse of a retail space within the industry. Our conversation further engages in how he operates as a leader and mentor, from having different creative entrepreneurial pursuits to even coaching his son's football team. Deontay is someone who trusts in his team to get the job done so he can focus on what is important to him. Our attention then shifted towards exploring the genesis of Look Ma No Hands, a nonprofit organization that Deontay started, and his love for not only the organization, but the programs he and his team were able to provide for these kids. We learned about how he leads programs to allow inner city kids to explore with no boundaries. Before we keep moving into Soul Classics, I do want to talk about Look Ma No Hands, which is a nonprofit organization you founded in 2008, which empowers you to envision like, Basically, the mission statement is like empowering youth to envision a world without boundaries. Could you talk about like the inception of the nonprofit and like what led you to start this? So I started looking on my hands before everything else. So my senior year in college is when all, all this nonprofit work started. So two years before I got so classics, this was already in motion. So, you know, at a younger age, I've always kind of valued the idea of leadership. Mm hmm. Again, in 2008, I didn't imagine what it would become now and have a clear vision for it. I'm a firm believer that, you know, you only know what you know. For our teens and the young people that are coming up today, especially inner city, if you expose them to better, naturally, you're going to want to be better. You're going to want to accomplish better. You're going to want to see better. I've, I've seen so many kids that I've coached or former teammates, peers, their lives changed once they got on the team and began to travel or got a mentor who, you know, took them out of the city or something like that, or start learning about careers. If you don't know that you can't be anything other than a doctor, lawyer, and a plumber, and they don't fit your personality, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like there's nothing wrong with those professions, but they don't fit your personality. You kind of give up hope. And that's kind of like what our mission is right now is to make sure that we're helping people find hope through exploration Mm -hmm. um, in whatever way, shape, or form we can. So if you know that now... People come up to me all the time, like, yo, I want to own a shoe store. And I used to, you know, you give them the generic answer, like, you can, obviously. <laughs> that's, that's true. But yeah. me and you both know it's not very easy to get a Nike. <laughs> like, you can't just walk in and say, Nike, I want to open up down the street. Like, that's, it's not going down. So I used to always feel like I was lying to kids. But then I realized people are not asking me, they're not saying they want to own a shoe store because they literally want to own a shoe store. They don't know what other careers exist in this world. Right. Mm-hmm. So, about the other thousand jobs at Adidas or whatever like that, you can go and be that. You know what I'm saying? Like right. in this world without having to sell the shoes or make the shoes or be the guy that gets indoors. So that's my soapbox. If y'all want to learn more about looking on the hands, please tap in with me because I will talk about this all day long. But that's my baby. That's the passion. 
<laughs> uh, that's what I'm going to be doing long after I'm done selling sneakers. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we got to help these kids know that they can do other things other than what they're exposed to. Right. And that's like, again, the big one I really wanted to talk about is that Next Era program where, again, you partner up with Vans to allow these inner city kids to explore what it's like to work for a shoe company. And not only, you know, are they learning just about the basics of business, but they also get to explore what paths in this business do they want to pursue. And then from there, it's how long is the program? It's a couple months, right? Six months. Six months. Yeah, right. It's a long one, man. It's, it's definitely like school. <laughs> so the kids come twice a week. Both sessions are just two hours, actually. It's not enough time to get it all done, but for somehow, way, shape, or form, we always seem to make it. But they come on Tuesdays and Thursdays, spend two hours with us, and basically they learn. Most of the times they're presented by somebody from bands. So mm-hmm. what I think is kind of the coolest part that I don't think all the way hits everybody, especially that young. Like, you know, we take freshmen to juniors. Mm-hmm. And each week or, you know, each time that somebody presents their first task is to give them their career path. Because like if you're just introduced to the CMO of Vans, you're like, oh, well, I can't just become a CMO. And it's like, right. no, he started at Dunkin Donuts and, and from Dunkin Donuts, this is what he did to get here and what he did to get there. Now you're like, right. oh, that's attainable. Mm-hmm. And although, yes, for a 15 year old kid who hasn't had a job yet, it may not matter. But as you start to transition to the real world, you you see right. how valuable relationships are. You start to understand the layers of the onion that you peel back. And then it starts making things seem more attainable. So that's probably like my favorite part about the program. Like I said, we love it. They, like they learn a ton of things, especially for everything from design, photography, everything in between. But those career paths, because I'm always intrigued. So I think they're going to help each one of them go far. I was going to say, it's that visibility in that timeline of someone coming in. It's just like being able to see where someone started and how they go and how they achieved to be something that you wanted to be. It's like that visibility and transparency, I feel like is so important because even at first, if you're, oh, I don't know if I can attain that. Then as you move forward and you continue to build your own career, you start to realize how maybe similar, but unique, your own path to be able to achieve what you want to achieve is, you know? And I think that's something so cool about that program is just showing kids that it's like, hey, this is possible if you want it, you know? Yep, absolutely. And then the last little bit I want, oh, well, actually, I wanted to ask you this is like, do you have any like special stories from like maybe the next era program or even just like Ma No Hands that you wanted to share that makes you feel like, wow, I'm so appreciative. I keep doing this and I want to keep on doing this. Man, there's not a single one. Like mm-hmm. I can touch on different things that allow you to know that you're on the right track, I should say. So along with Look Ma No Hands, like I also, I was coaching high school football the past 14 years. You know what I'm saying? So like, And I coach high school program that I graduated from right out of Columbus City Schools. There are moments that kind of trigger light bulbs, like for things to go off. The Look My No Hands program from those kids wanting to spend extra time, like they're coming in in, in, on days that they don't have to be there. That means that, you know, they're learning. And and these are kids, some of the kids, they struggle in school because they're they're not interested. Yet they want to spend extra time with us because it's a, a path that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. You had football stories for days. I recently had a kid. We did an heirloom a workshop for the Jordan 1 heirloom. And we did a workshop for them at the end of it to where they were able to hear panel discussion speakers from higher up ranking Nike and Jordan mm-hmm. members. And I never forget that one of the kids came out the bathroom and he was like, hey, man, that, that, that light cut on by itself when I went in there. That was fancy. And then my mind <laughs> was like, hold on. Like, you haven't 
You know what I'm saying? Like you haven't come across an automated, you know, light switch. Like that's but you realize, like, no, wait, not everybody had the same right. opportunity. Not everybody has the same experiences. So you realize like those little things, now you can go home and you say, Well, I want a light switch like that. Like, you know, right. it may seem so simple to you and I, but it really matters in a grand scheme of changing somebody's life. So I have a thousand of those, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, from kids who have far exceeded my expectations, disappointing stories as well to go along mm-hmm. with it. But ultimately, like you just, you see that kids are kids and they know what they know. And they, you know, these are the people we're counting on to become leaders tomorrow. So we have to mm-hmm. to invest in them today. Have any of them like come back to you post their years being like, man, thank you so much, seriously, like for helping, you know, have you had that? 300%. So not. So next year, the crazy thing about it is, like I said, it's freshmen to juniors. So this was literally our second year. So last year's class just graduated. So wow. you know, they're, they're they're graduating, they're transitioning into college. So it still hasn't fully hit them like the real world just yet. You know what I'm saying? They're, some of them, you know, everybody's on summer break right now. So they haven't right. even started college yet. So that's going to be interesting as I see that to start to unfold and see those things. But they come back. Like we've had several of them help still volunteer Right. A social media intern for us for the whole this past year. But football wise, like, yes, all the time. Like I run into my guys in every way that you can imagine. And and some of them say the same things like we wish we would listen. The other ones say that (laughs) glad we did. And, you know, like I said, it just just lets you know that the work is not done. During our discussion, it was great to hear Deontay talk about the Next Era program, a six-month program to teach kids about exploration and how to find their own path, similar to Deontay, who had to find his path to where he is now. We delved into talk about Soul Classics, not only as a business, but as a brand, and ensuring that it represents the values that have made it so successful today, and how to continue to push the boundaries of retail and the industry itself. From talking about procurative projects to establishing a structure, what I appreciate about Deontay was his honesty of what he sees with Soul Classics and the industry itself, but the challenges of owning a boutique store and the subsequent obstacles as well. In addition to our conversation, he expanded what the future holds for them, as he touches on what to expect from not only the industry, but Soul Classics in general, with a second location in the horizon. Now let's transition to Soul Classics. We've been talking about it, basically, but let's kind of focus in on that. We kind of already got the story about like how in back in 2010, you became the owner of Soul Classics. But in those past 13 years from 2010 now to 2023, going to 2024, what have been the biggest lessons you've learned from like a business owner standpoint? Oh, man, we need to restart this conversation. (laughs) The biggest piece of advice or the biggest thing I can attest to the ownership is don't approach anything as if you know what's going mm-hmm. on. You have to be willing to constantly evolve. And mm-hmm. I think so many people get stuck in their ways or they get stuck to what they're used to or stuck to what they're comfortable with that they forget that the world outside of us are changing. Mm-hmm. You have TWA Airlines who are the largest in the world who doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And we have that. It goes on no matter what example that you give, a blockbuster or on down. So if you're not willing to continually evolve and reassess this industry that you're in, I do think you'll start to fall by the wayside. And next, you'll be chasing it as opposed to leading it. So my biggest thing is you don't know everything. Continue to learn. Continue to grow. You're blessed to, you know, not obviously be be struggling to figure it out. Like, you know, just know that you're not alone with it. So, you know, that's my advice that I give on a day-to-day basis. You know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what. It is. It's like continually evolved and just understand that other people are going through it too. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and then 
I guess like what are some like opportunities that you want to try involve soul classics with right now? Have there been things that you've thought about, like even creatively, you know, structurally, operationally, just like, are there things that you keep thinking of being like, I want to try and implement this next? Yeah, so we got a laundry list of the things we're doing over the next few years. People have to understand that retail is completely different than what it was. Mm -hmm. Yes, brick and mortar is important. Yes, I love it. I'm a physical touch person. I still like print magazines and newspapers and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> digital world, don't get it twisted. Like it's cool to have access to so much, but there's nothing like being able to physically walk into a store. However, mm -hmm. we have to understand that that's changing for the majority of the world. Not everybody is, yeah. is that type of person. So our biggest thing is that, you know, without letting cats out of the bags is continue to figure out what our growth plan is. What are we evolving into? What things can we shake free from? What do we have to invest in? And, you know, we want to be on the forefront of retail and not really stuck in old traditions and habits. So just continuing to evolve and just seeing what naturally progresses for the shop and for the brand itself. Yeah. Like you're going to see the great retailers evolve. Like it can't just simply be, let me walk in here and grab a t-shirt. Those are still, again, like I said, it's still important, but it's not going to separate you anymore. Right. So those are the conversations that we're having. And it's not to say that anything is an easy solution or even that we have the right solution. But the fact that we acknowledge it and we're willing to take the risk on it is is important. Right. Just having that conversation, knowing that, you know, it's going to change and you're going to have to continue to evolve is important to have now. With Soul Classics, I think what's unique about the shop in comparison to other retail spaces is kind of like the brand selection of the store. Just even like you go on the website and you see what brands are there, you can find like just Jordan Retros to even brands like Marnie. And then you can even have like growing streetwear companies like Awake New York. How did you or, you know, your team in general, like curate that brand selection and make sure that it aligns with the values you have at Soul Classics? So I will tell you this, this is one of the areas that I got to give my hat off to the team more so than myself. Like brand assortment has been strictly buying and, and presenting them to me in, mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things. Like I'm aware and I, and I know what I want to carry. However, it can't be my closet. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, <laughs> can't, can't store it as just things that I like or that I'm aware of. So our lead buyer, Mario, has been a, doing a great job at just hitting the ground running and taking risks on things. And not everything wins. You know, it's a lot of losses in these battles. But we've been adamant about carving out our brand mix to where we can have something that we feel like is sustainable. So it's been dope to watch that team operate. Right. So it's like, again, are they kind of more focused on that relationship side and building that trust with brands to kind of like curate that mix a little bit more and that assortment a little bit more? Yeah. And I would say the relationship side isn't as hard as introducing stuff to the market. So, mm -hmm. you know, everybody wants to carry the best of everything. And we may understand something five years before the rest of the city gets it. You have to be in tune with what the people need and are asking for and be able to push things forward while still making sure that the company's profitable. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. that's, that's the ever going challenge. And like for us, we're not, I don't come from a background of retail. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. buy plans and all that stuff. That stuff is, is not common knowledge to me. So. <laughs> You know, to have people that are continually learning yet finding ways to win is key and, and it's been what's helped keep us afloat this long. Yeah. You said that like you might have something five years before it hits the market and becomes popular. Could you name like a trend or a brand that you were carrying at Soul Classics and it became a trend, became this huge thing? You're like, man, we've been having this. Like we've had this for so long. Like, yeah, man, it, it happens like that all the time. Like, it's fashion is very cyclical. Like, for example, like we carry Maharishi. I'll give the old owners. We carry Maharishi was one of the first brands right. we had when I took over the shop. 
And then it, you know, it was dormant for a while and we had to battle to get the account back. And then (laughs) people want $400 Maharishi pants. Like, it's crazy to see that thing go in circles. Like, I really love what we were able to do with bands. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been around, obviously. Everybody knew about the brand. However, that wave that they really caught when they were on fire everywhere, yeah. I will say that I was so grateful that we were already on the foresight of that as opposed to trying to catch on because we already had an established clientele. We already had people that were looking at us for that. We had the ability to collaborate. So it's dope to be in that seat. But I think everybody chases that. Like, that's fact. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to be on what's next and always be able to say we had it first. But, you know, very rarely are you actually correct. You just sometimes you just accidentally get it right. It's luck of the draw sometimes. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes it's, people, it's luck of the draw more often than not. People yeah. And it, give <laughs> too much credit in this industry. Like, nah, bro. I think Rob is always so happy when like we'll get like a delivery of apparel and, and he'll look on the website and be like, oh, things all sold out. Like, let's go. Like we played yeah. the right things. Like he's always so happy with that. So yeah. you, must, you must be the same. <laughs> Absolutely. What about for you personally? Like what's like some of the your favorite like even brands, like items at the shop that you have right now? I really love what the Wickcast going on right now. Like, I, I, yeah. I Everything that they have going on about the brand matches my personality personally, so it makes it a little bit easier, but <laughs> they're putting together quality and it's not mm-hmm. like super overpriced. It's unique to them. And I think they're working on some very special things. I saw like, you know, it might be working on with Jordan brand and what have you as Whoa. well. So I think they're going to continue to blossom into being, you know, a, a power, you know, when it comes to yeah. the industry. I think it's just like Angela Bach is just killing the game right now, honestly, mm-hmm. with Awake and just like, I feel like, if you look in the past few seasons of Awake, it hasn't changed as much as it is now as they keep growing, you know, like their brand staying the same. They're not really following too many trends. They're kind of like sticking with what they know and what they like are good at. And people are recognizing for that. And I think that's like what's great about brands like that, which, you know, they just stick with what they know or not stick with what they know, but, you know, stick with their values. But, you know, for me, that is the sign of a brand that is going to have longevity. Because those are the, like, if you understand fashion, like, let's just strip it all the way down. It's going to go in cycles simply because of fashion forward people. Like, if everybody decides to wear runners today, if I'm fashion forward, I've got to go and put on some basketball shoes or whatever that needs to be, or a court shoe. Mm-hmm. Or in the same thing with apparel. Like, if everything is dark today, I got to be the first person to go put on a tie-dye t-shirt because that's what fashion forward is. So, a brand to sustain time, you want to understand there's going to be ups and downs when you're not trending in. But right. if you stay true to your core and your base without trying to always chase the dragon, then, you know, that cycle is going to cycle back around and you'll be back right, right back where you are. Or you'll have a, such an established, you know, clientele base that it will support you even in those downs. Nice. Yeah. Something I want to touch on a little bit more is your creative side. One of the first things I remember when I was doing my research on you, just like looking around, kind of diving in, is that short film that you had or that you guys created, Skylight. Oh, for the, yeah, yeah, for the Skylight, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was one of the coolest things that a shot could even do. Was that something that you had thought of before? Is that something you've always wanted to do? What was that like for you, man? Nah, man, so like one thing I will always hold my hat on is I feel like I got a thousand ideas up top at all times, you know, <laughs> time. So, and I'm not going to pretend like it's all me, but yeah, like, I don't feel like they're, you know, how people like try to hold on to their ideas. They feel like, yeah. Like, yeah, like you can have it. I got another one. So that opportunity actually came about because Jordan brand asked, you know, they've been launching, doing a great job at launching these neighborhood partnership mm-hmm. projects. 
And the skyline near Jordan one is a neighborhood, you know, only product. So like sneakers didn't get it. Nike yeah. didn't get it and whatnot. So they came to us. It was like, yo, this is the story. This is what it's inspired by. Pretty much do what you want. <laughs> you know, basically it's yours to do. Most of the time it's, it's tough to be in that situation because you don't get that much time. So we just wanted to try to like shake it up. I kind of knew where our peers would go. We can get very redundant as an industry. Um, mm-hmm. So we're like, let's make a short film to kind of paint the picture of what we see on a day-to-day basis. And nice. came up with the idea. Uh, we executed as best as we could. And, and I think it came out amazing. Um, uh, yeah, it was sick. Yeah, I thought that was like so unique. I literally have never seen that before. So, And then when you were in it too, I was like, oh, that's Yontek. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I asked this about Look Ma No Hands, but I also wanted to ask you this, like, man, for 13 years, you've been, you know, in the shop, you've been helping day to day, even now helping out with uh, higher end stuff and bigger end stuff. Like, what has that been like for you to have those experiences of seeing so many different people from so many different walks of life come into the shop and like, interact with you, interact with your staff, interact with the product? Like, what has that been like for you? Is that something that's just been so rewarding for you? Yeah, it has been. And I would say it's eye-opening more mm-hmm. so than anything else. Like for somebody to want to come back and spend their hard on it, like I don't take this for granted. Like we're selling sneakers. We're not selling toothpaste or deodorant. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not what you need. It's what you want. So if you want to come and spend your money on what you want with us, of all people, then that means we're doing something correct to get you through those doors. But you know, I'm a firm believer, just be good to people. So, you know, you never know where you're going to cross paths with somebody Again, you never know where they're going to lead in life. And not even for that, like just put some positive vibes into the earth, even if you don't see the person again. So I would like to believe that that's been reciprocated times 100. And we're going to continue that motto until the world implodes. So, (laughs) but yeah, just be good to people and that energy gets reciprocated. Right. We're going to slowly wrap up here. But man, I'm someone that loves to know what's what you guys think about what's going to happen next. So for you, Soul Classics, Look Mono Hands, Canvas Consulting, like for those, all those different projects you're a part of, what are some goals you have established for each thing for the next maybe year, few years, whatever you're thinking? Yeah, so right now we are heavy with all of our teams with structure. Mm-hmm. So we've done a lot by just the, on a whim, like, yo, you know, I text you today, let's make a sale flyer. You know, and we're being more, and this is, whether you're talking Look Mono Hands, Canvas, everything, we're really been using these last two years to get very, very organized and structured because we do have some big things that we're working on. Right. Since door number two, Canvas is growing like a weed, uh, you know, for that to have started in 2017 and, and the type of clients and things like that that we have in that standpoint, like we have to make sure that we build the teams and the structure that are going to catapult us, you know, beyond what we're doing. And then like for me, it's big for me now to make sure that I don't have to be the the decision making or driving force for everything that I'm involved mm-hmm. in. Right. Empowering everybody around me to be able to do their jobs and, and have the tools to do it. So structure, structure, structure. You want to see that for another year. And then from there, I think we'll have everything we need in order to take over the way that we want to. Nice. And then what about for yourself personally? Like, you know, end of 2023 and beyond that, like what's some personal goals that you have for yourself? Man, to spend as much time as I can with my kids while they're young. As crazy as it sounds, like everybody growing up always like, yo, enjoy it now because it happens quickly. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm off the grid as much as I can be right now. Like, yeah, and all that stuff, because I'm really with my family. And then when they get to having their own friends and don't want to be bothered with dad, then uh, 
I'll be on scene a little bit more. But as of right now, like we're going on a family trip to Paris in a couple of weeks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we're trying to get out and get active and spend those moments together. But yeah, that's me. That's like, that's the legit me as of right now. Yeah. Coaching your son's football team while they're yeah, young? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I got the patience to really coach little, little kids. But <laughs> you know, if, if the coach needs me to help out, I um, I need you to have some type of knowledge. But it's, it's, <laughs> bro, trust me, it is entertaining and fun to watch my kids grow and start to learn and become, you know, fans of certain things, and especially sport, because that's what I know. Yeah. Do they ever get, like, frustrated with you being like, no, dad, like, I don't want you to tell me, like, how to play. My oldest son in particular, like, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't want, he loves my support. Like, he's the, he's the type of kid that, like, if he makes a shot, he's going to look over for dad. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but yeah. he does not want me to coach him. So I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm going to be a fan and a spectator, but it's it's really hard not to let it ooze over from time to time. You're like, you, like, rethink, like, when you were playing, you're like, oh, man, I got to get back out there. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, I don't think coaching is going to leave my DNA. Like, I love it. I mean, dude, you as a leader isn't going to leave your DNA ever, honestly. You're so always going to be kicking it. But man, Deontay, it's been so nice to talk to you, man. Before I let you leave, get let you off, what can the people like look forward to from you and from Soul Classics, anything? Like, what can they expect from you guys? Soul Classics has some, like I said, we got some really cool stuff in the works. Like, we with some key partnerships. Door number two is in progress, and mm-hmm. it's not something we're not trying to look to expand just to expand. Like, we're looking to be in some key impact areas. So, that's on the look. Right. First Cut and Sew collection is in the works that, like, legit from scratch, not some relabeling or some, you know, make a jacket here or there, like, legit. Long. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been busting our tails to make sure that we build a brand that lasts longer than I'll be around. So, yeah, so we're doing the things, putting the things in motion. Nice. And then, where can the people find you, man? So, if you, like you said, if you want to see everything I'm involved in, you can go to DeontayJohnson.com or follow me, Deontay Johnson, on Instagram. Then you can splinter off into whatever rabbit hole you want from there. But it's D-I-O. Yeah, you'll get a loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that, that's two ways you can find out more about what we got going on. All right. Thank you so much, man. No, I appreciate you, Mike. Thank you for the time. And it's, it's, it's always a privilege and a blessing. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Once again, I'm your host, Andrew, and I want to thank Deontay for taking the time to speak with me today, and to Sam Walner for creating the music you heard on today's episode. This episode was all about how to be the best version of yourself for your community and the teams around you. So if you know anyone looking to learn about creating for themselves and establishing themselves, share with them this episode. You can find me and the shop on Instagram at Andrew Inamoto and at underscore August Shop. You can find August located on 414 State Street, Madison, Wisconsin, or on august-shop.com. Once again, thank you for listening to the August Forum. <laughs>